You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Another episode of Podcasters of Shield, a Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Marvel podcast. It's Anthony Lewis here, along with Aurora Bubaloo. Aurora, how are you doing? Good, good that I removed my eyesight from the TV and Fallout, and I can I get to talk about Jessica Jones. Yes, you had to get <laughs> with the help of three people in a crowbar, <laughs> were able to get the controller out of your hands. Yes. Uh, I believe uh, I believe you're duct taped to your chi- uh, to your seat right now. Uh, I know you're talking into the microphone, but I think your eyes are like glaring towards the television set. I'm actually playing right now. Right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I was gonna say I would not be surprised. Like, are you pulling a Glenn? Is Glenn is famous for? Uh, he says I'm, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's gonna say he's joking, but I'm positive Glenn is always doing something else while we're doing podcasting. <laughs> Um, actually, you know what, for a fact, we were doing, um, the, uh, flawed and decisive podcast last night where we determined the greatest Spielberg movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And Glenn was in fact snacking during the recording of that podcast, <laughs> um, on mute mostly. Um, well, at least, yeah, that's, that's good. He did have the courtesy yeah. to not, yeah. uh, grab a handful of chips or whatever it was he was eating, uh, <laughs> in the middle of that. Uh, by the way, when that podcast goes up... What a listen that's going to be because not only let, let me let me just put it this way the lowest rated because we do the top eight films of any actor or director as chosen by IMDb mm-hmm. uh, the lowest rated film in that tournament was ET Wow yeah ET was the bottom of the barrel uh, so you can imagine like all the other movies that were in there that Spielberg did um, we had uh, we had a we had a round that was Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Jaws. Ooh. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade against Jurassic Park. Uh, the yeah, Schindler's List and E.T. faced off. Yeah. <laughs> like the craziest. <laughs> you couldn't get two movies that are further apart from one another. Um, it was tough. Uh, yeah. A very interesting tournament. Um, and everyone will have to go and listen. Yeah. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it's probably already up. Is my mm-hmm. list. Um, I haven't put it up yet, as of as of us talking right this second. But mm-hmm. by the time everyone else is listening to this, uh, it will probably already be up. So go go listen to it. Uh, okay, what are we here for? Jessica Jones. That's what we're Jessica here Jones. For. Yes. Can I forget? I love Jessica Jones so much. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, the two final episodes before the final episode. Mm-hmm. After this podcast, there is but one episode left, the finale of Jessica Jones. Um, And I believe we're going to try to get a whole bunch of people on to talk about it. Um, I know Jacqueline and Jillian are interested in talking about it, and I know Glenn and Aaron are interested in talking about it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll figure something out. 
uh, and we'll cover that last episode, and then we'll have a big group discussion about how we thought about or what we thought about uh, this show, and obviously the future of these shows going forward, because there is more of them to come, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably a second season for this show as well, yeah. is my guess. Yeah. Based on the perception. Uh, all right, so uh, unlike in previous episodes, we're going to have shorter descriptions for the episodes <laughs> uh, this week. Hopefully this will help me remember some elements, because it's been a while since I watched these episodes. Uh, and if they don't help me, then... Uh, It'll be interesting. It'll be uh, it'll be uh, Aurora providing like moments of, hey, don't you remember this? And what about <laughs> this part? Do you remember that? And then I'll say no, and then you'll have to describe the scene to me. <laughs> and then I might vaguely remember. Let's hope it jogs my memory a little bit. Uh, sure. So it's season one, episode 11 of Jessica Jones, a.k.a. I've Got the Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we get flashbacks in this episode that show us the origins of Jessica's powers and how she came to live with Trish, uh, Patsy, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, Walker. Uh, was Patsy, Patsy was like her TV name, right? Right. On her like Hannah Montana like show that she, right. yeah, it was her Disney Channel show. Yes. Uh, so that shows us all sorts of things, uh, including bits of the accident. And her uh, kind of growing up with Trisha's family and how much of a bitch Trisha's mom was. My gosh, she's the worst. She was horrible. Horrible. Uh, not a good not a good lady at all. No. Uh, in the present, Jessica helps the uh, Kilgrave support group get their lies straight with the police. Uh, including crazy upstairs neighbor who didn't necessarily want to lie about mm-hmm. the situation. I think she sort of tried to find a way to say something where it was true without actually feeling yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. If memory serves. Um, you know, because of all the craziness that happened with the death of Hope and everything, mm-hmm. this was going to get police uh, involvement. Uh, Trish and Jessica bribe and sneak their way into some morgues to see if Kilgrave's father has turned up. But he has not. Hmm. Sleep-deprived, Jessica wanders into traffic. Never good. Nope. Uh, Officer Simpson, a.k.a. crazy, evil, mini-bad guy now, I guess, Yeah. Uh, tries to patch things up with Trish. She doesn't seem too interested. Uh, Jess discovers Clemens' body and realizes that Simpson did it. And no, yeah. not the Simpsons, because I know <laughs> the Simpsons did everything, but they didn't do this. No. Uh, and although he's gone nuts, Trish manages to take him down by stealing and using his pills. Mm-hmm. Trish's nuts. Uh, <laughs> she is taken to the hospital and barely survives. Kilgrave contacts Jessica and lets her know that he's gotten hold of her boyfriend. And she races to Luke's bar just in time to see him torch the place. It explodes. Mm-hmm. And he stumbles out, obviously still alive, but confused literally that's it Aurora yeah. that's what they have here yeah. uh, well what, that's actually you, it. <laughs> is that it okay so what did you think of I've got the blues well the first thing I have to say is that I liked how in this episode they showed how Trish and Jessica's friendship developed mm-hmm. and how they look after each other and I like how this is a superhero TV show and there's a lot of violence and um gore but at the same time they have two female characters that are friends and they actually get along and they are 
watching their back, which is rare in TV shows. Yes. <laughs> not a frequent so, thing, no. It's not a frequent thing. So I, I like that. I like that a lot, that they, even though one has superpowers and the other doesn't, they yeah. still protect each other. Uh, so I, I like that. Um, I have a huge problem with Robin. Okay. <laughs> I hate every time she's on screen. <laughs> <laughs> just, just every time. Yes. It's not a I big just, problem. It's just every time she's on screen, it drives me I, nuts. Yeah, I, it, it just annoys me so much. So I, yeah, I it's 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 tough because you kind of want her to be like, "Hey, come on, let's just get with the picture and the superhero stuff." Can't you just be behind the superhero? She's totally not behind Jessica at all, and hates her guts, and kind of rightfully so, a little bit. A little bit, yes. Uh, I mean, Jessica is not the easiest to get along with, uh, and she is a bit of a dick to people at times. Uh, she, she's not the reason her brother is dead, um, right. so obviously that's misplaced anger that mm-hmm. Robin is putting on her. Um, but at the same time, like you can kind of feel her reasoning for it. At the same time, I'm also kind of with you. She's kind of an it's hard to i don't want to sit there and be like she's so fucking annoying because i do kind of feel bad for her she does yeah she i have some sympathy for her Even but at though, the same time i feel like every time she's in a scene everybody wants everybody in the scene has a plan and wants to do something and she has to yeah. be the opposite yeah. <laughs> she can't agree she, with anybody she's that guy yeah the one who <laughs> yeah that's like the that's like the person who's always done something better than you've done it. Like, oh, I did that, but I did it way better. Right. Um, yes. You know, like, gotta gotta be the opposite of what you are, or the yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're coming. From. She's that person in the room. Um, I for the most part, uh, I think I like this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flashbacks and stuff that was cool to see, but I feel like it was maybe. I mean. This is episode 11 of a 13-episode run. I think it's kind of odd that they... I, I don't know. Do you feel like they put this in a little too late? The thing that establishes the relationship between the two of these? Like, they put it in, like, near the the end of the season where it kind of didn't yeah. really matter to me how their friendship formed. Like, I feel like this would have been better served in, like, maybe, like, the third or, like, the fourth episode or something. Yeah, and we kind of... These flashbacks didn't give me any information that I didn't know already. Yeah. Because they kind of ex- talked about their story, and we already knew that Trish's mom was horrible. <laughs> horrible. So I I don't know why they did it. I, I guess it's because they kind of made us think. Like, they, they wanted us to believe that Trish might die. Mm-hmm. So maybe that contrast of, you know, their relationship and that she might lose her. I don't know. Yeah. Um... You know, we figured out why uh, Will Simpson is in this show. Um, I think it was essentially to uh, to give Trish her moment. Because mm-hmm. uh, we were kind of going back and forth about why... Uh, you know, we were like, why is the Jerry Hogarth thing? Like, why is that in here? Oh, it's because of, it's because right. of this. Why do they introduce this Will Simpson guy? And it's kind of like, oh, she's the mini bad guy for mm-hmm. the emerging... Uh, Trish, like, Hellcat character yeah. to, like, kind of come out of her shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like that was that was her thing. Um, so that's kind of why that was there. So these were all kind of little mini subplots. Uh, worth it? Was it worth it uh, for you? Uh, what, did, what did you think of the uh, the Trish downing the pills and and going ape shit? I love that scene. That scene was to me for me awesome. Uh, I thought she she was so brave. To I wouldn't. I would not take a pill yes. <laughs> like that, but she did, uh, and she did it to protect Jessica. Um, I thought that was amazing, and the way that she acted and how she got her powerful, that was, for me, that was awesome. I liked th- that whole scene. Um, all right, so what would we uh, what would we grade I've Got the Blues? I would give it a four. Okay. Um, I gave this one a three and a half. Mm-hmm. I think mostly because of the. I, I think it was just kind of there for me. Like it was. It wasn't as bad as say like when Arrow does flashbacks nowadays, and I don't care about anything that's happening in them, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of the motif for Air, the flashback on Arrow. But so it wasn't like it was worthless, but it just felt like. It felt like they could have maybe used that time for something better. Like th- those flashbacks didn't need to be in this episode. I, uh, like I said, if they'd maybe put those flashbacks earlier in the season where they establish, yeah. you know, what happened to her and her relationship with Trish and how all of that kind of came together. Uh, but now by episode eleven, I I kind of don't really care how the relationship formed. I'm already mm-hmm. I'm already kind of invested in them. Right. Like, I don't really really care about the story that much and everything else that they did show us as you said was kind of already inferred right uh or we you know something that we had already gathered um by the time they they said something uh in these flashbacks but uh overall it was a good episode it was fine it feels like you know they're just the train is rolling towards the finale and yeah it was kind of like the calm before the storm yeah they've got to leave <laughs> they've got to leave a lot yeah. out because there's a lot that they have to do to wrap things up. All right, so let's talk about the 12th episode of this here Jessica Jones show, a.k.a. Take a Bloody Number. Uh, so Luke reveals to Jessica that he was ordered by Kilgrave to destroy his bar and recounts the events that led up to it. The two go in search uh, of leads to where Kilgrave and his father might be. Uh, and Kilgrave is and did not kill his father. He's using his father to concoct a new way to control Jessica again. He wants to make his powers more potent. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, of course, makes sense. I think he's probably he'd, he would kill his father afterwards. I would believe, like, once he's yeah. got what he wants. He's just using him for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke tells Jessica that it was wrong to blame her for Reva's death, and that he forgives her. Aw, all is well. <laughs> uh, Trish's mom, meanwhile, visits her with a file on a company called IGH which is responsible for providing Simpson with his nuclear pills. Nucle- is it nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah. It's not <laughs> nuclear. That's the correct <laughs> pronunciation. Nuclear. Um, with his nuke pills. I'll just call them nuke pills. Uh, and also paid, <laughs> uh, this IGH place also paid for Jessica's medical bills following her childhood accident. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke and Jessica eventually find a nightclub, which Kilgrave was using to test his enhanced powers on. Uh, he was going to try to do it on an audience. And 
while they look for video footage, Kilgrave appears and reveals that Luke has been under his control, Kilgrave's control this whole time in order to lie to Jessica that he has forgiven her. And mm-hmm. Kilgrave unleashes Luke Cage on Jessica and escapes while the two have a giant superhero fight. Yep. The fight culminates with Jessica shooting Luke in the head with a shotgun. Yep. Holy moly. Uh, what an ending. What did you think of Take a Bloody Number? Can we just talk about the last 20 minutes? <laughs> I mean, that was really nuts, right? Like, 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 look, a lot of this was like building up, building up. Oh, yay, yeah, you forgive me. This is great. And Trisha's mom conveniently has this IGH folder. I don't yeah. know how she has that. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the talent scouting industry, she comes across files about secretive companies that pay for medical bills that accidentally create superheroes. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think she may have had an answer. I'm not sure. I think maybe it had something to do with. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, they paid for Jessica's medical, medical bills. bills. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but the real fun was when Kilgrave revealed that Luke had been under his control this whole time. And that everything that he has been saying to Jessica was a lie and that he hasn't really forgiven her. It was just Kilgrave making him say that. Yeah. And then he uh, then he takes the chains off of Luke Cage and he goes crazy and Jessica has to defend herself. And it's Luke on Jessica violence mm-hmm. with no lovemaking afterwards. It was really nope. awkward for all of us because <laughs> that's kind of we're used to. Usually it, it usually it ends with them in bed. This time it ends with yeah. Jessica shooting him with a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, tell me. Uh, well, I mean, look, if you all you want to talk about is the last 20 minutes, uh, go <laughs> ahead. But if you have any other thoughts on the previous, uh, you know, 30 minutes or so, go right ahead. Well, I just, it's just, this show is doing such a good job of um, portraying Kilgrave as a villain. Because every single time he pulls something like this, like now look, he's under his control. I feel so <sighs> anguished. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. I. It's, he's I, such a he's such a frustrating villain. Is frustrating. Yes, it's like you feel like they're making progress. Every time you feel like Jessica is making progress, he is one step ahead of her. Every single time. I I think what makes it so frustrating is that there's really nothing overt that he does. Like, there's nothing super villainy about his power. Yeah. Uh, He's just a puppeteer. Yeah. And he just has to say words and things Mm -hmm. happen. Uh, You know, there there doesn't need to, like, you know, Loki had a staff uh, with, uh, you know, with, like, the, the mind gem in it. Or something, you know, like he, like all of these people we've seen, like Red Skull had uh, the Tesseract, like mm-hmm. all, all these other Marvel villains we've seen have had some sort of power behind them, like some sort of visible tent, like you have to see them shoot somebody with something or stab somebody with something, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And Kilgrave just has to say words. Yeah. Uh, that's all he has. Just the mere suggestion of something, no matter mm-hmm. how offhanded his suggestion is, and somebody will go and do it. Without question, wanting to do it, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. It also makes for a really paranoid world, right? I yeah. Mean, most of the time, uh, the only overt thing about Kilgrave has been, to me anyway, is that the people that he commands to do his bidding 
usually he commands them to do something horrible, mm-hmm. like right away. This is, I think, the first time I, we've really seen him do something horrible, but under the guise of something good. Luke uh, apologizing or forgiving Jessica. Yeah, yeah. Luring her into like a false sense of security. This is the first time we've really seen it used this way. So mm-hmm. now you're in a situation of anybody doing anything ever might potentially be under his control. They, yeah. he, he might just be playing a long game like he yeah. was doing here with Luke. Um, yes. Continue. I didn't mean to step all over your... No, no, no. It's true. And that's why I feel like he's such a good villain because not only can he be... I, I don't know how Jessica is sane. Yeah. <laughs> I will be I, insane. I, I would have lo- just presumed that everybody is yes. under his control. I will be paranoid right. all the time. I, I don't know how she can handle it. Yeah. I mean, just, um, just imagine you're walking down. I mean, any like you, me, anybody, we walk down the street and sometimes you catch a glimpse of somebody like giving you an eye or something. Right. So somebody <laughs> is looking at you like, you know, from Jessica's perspective, like that person could be working for Kilgrave. Is, yes. He's looking at me. Why, why is he looking at me? Uh, is he tracking me? Is he, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at any time, any person, that's terrifying. That's yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. He's the, he's the scariest kind of villain. Cause he's the villain that works behind the scenes. Yeah. And he does it so casually too. Yes. Like that guy, there's a, that, a scene where he tells that guy to go stand in a, a corner forever. Yes. And the guy's just standing there yeah, he's like, seeing go, himself. And go, it, it's, go stare it's in that, so, yeah, go stare yeah. that fence or whatever for, forever. It looks so simple, but it's so scary that he can do that and that person can't move or do anything. It's, yeah, it's although, awful. Although, to be fair, uh, he also lets the audience know, and because and we know that his power is affected by distance and time. Mm-hmm. So he that guy won't be standing there forever, but he will stand there until the effects wear off. Right. Which right. could be hours, it could be days, depending on how far away Kilgrave is from him. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh it's still kind of terrifying. So if you if he tells somebody to do that, it's only really uh an effect if he's if he's nearby at all times. But just the fact that he could do it and and, and that it was so offhanded. It was very childlike, right? Or mm-hmm. I don't want to say childlike because that kind of makes it sound like you know, wonderful and dreamy. It was very childish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, just go stand in a corner and stare at it for the rest of your life. Like that's right. the thing. Um, you know, he, he even knows he won't, he was just frustrated. And so he's just said it cause he was annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that's the, that's the world he's, he's in. Like he can be that casual about it. Cause you know, like that's just the world he's grown up in, which is, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like this episode too. Um, it was, you know, it was kind of at the same level as I've Got the Blues. It was kind of sitting there at the same level mm-hmm. for a little bit until uh, the fighty stuff broke out. And uh, it's it's so weird to see these two fight because, you know, they're supposed to be friends. And in the, yeah. in the comics, at least, they're married. Uh, and I feel like they, mm-hmm. might, they might even do that here at some point. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean that was all crazy. It, it's really got me wondering. And of course, the end, like she shoots him with a gun, uh, which was a shocking ending until you thought about it for a couple seconds, and you're like, "Oh well, he's not dead, right? He might be hurt. He might be hurt bad." Uh, and clearly, it was enough to get him off of her. But uh, that's not going to kill a man with unbreakable 
you know, skin. So but that's that's where I'm I'm kind of confused because I know that they, you know, that scene surprised me and it was shocking. But at the, then I started thinking about it and I was like, well, if his skin is unbreakable, yeah, it doesn't. So it means that it doesn't break, but he can absorb. Yeah, uh, I mean, to me, pain or what? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure if it doesn't hurt. I'm guessing it doesn't hurt because I mean, when you put the saw blade to his. To his abdomen, right. He didn't seem to be in any pain, right. Um, I'm guessing in this case, with because a shotgun is obviously way more powerful than a handgun, mm-hmm. and at close range, I don't think it did any damage to his skin or his body. But maybe the explosive force at that close of range maybe knocked him out. Yeah, that sort of thing, which is crazy, by the way, to think of. Like that's what knocks the guy out. You can't punch him, but if you shoot him in the jaw with a shotgun. <laughs> that that might knock him out for a little bit, right? Um, I wonder if that's gonna break the control of Kilgrave, right? Well, and uh, and I mean he is, and Kilgrave used that moment to to escape, right? So yeah, uh, you know, I guess we'll see how it goes. I'm really, I mean, that ending really left me. I mean, once again, we have a situation where Kilgrave escapes, yeah, um, dead. yes, and he. <laughs> You know, has uh, demonstrated his control over Luke, which uh, you know is possibly another. Like, it's how do you defeat a guy like this? Uh, you know, if you get like Jessica, I mean, obviously Jessica is the best hope because she, uh, for some reason, isn't affected by him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody else uh, that gets within too close a distance to him uh, could possibly be turned as a weapon against you um and it's really dangerous uh dangerous with with luke so i'm I'm curious to see where this is all gonna go i mean we've only got the one episode left i'm super excited to watch it and yeah. i hope we can get this whole gigantic panel together soon or at least get a time set up to where we can do it because i really don't want to put off watching this episode for too no. long because <laughs> if you thought putting off like two episodes at a time a week at a time were hard imagine sitting there with just the one and it's the yeah. final one that's yeah. going to complete the story for the season. And uh, I'm going to be devastated if I hear something like, Oh, uh, can we do it in like three weeks? I'll be devastated <laughs> if that's what happens. I cannot I mean, wait you, that long. You can, you can watch it multiple times. Yeah. I mean, I may have to go back and watch it more than once. I don't know. I, I do. Wanna... Hopefully it's good. So that it's worth watching multiple times i mean i'm gonna be i'm gonna be okay for at least a couple of days because jen and i want to sit down and catch up on the 11th season of supernatural oh yeah i I have not seen uh uh up until yesterday i she had seen everything through season 10 and i just finished watching season 10 last night so we've got all of the stuff for season 11 and i have not had a chance to dive into that yet so at least for a couple of days i've got a few episodes you'll be entertained you'll be entertained yeah um (laughs) but lingering though in the back of my mind is going to be that (laughs) jessica jones episode and i really want to watch it um all right so uh a score for take a bloody number aurora just just for that fight scene between Luke and Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, wow. That fight for me was the best of the whole season. I loved it. So. Yeah, I mean, they haven't... You know, it's it's odd um, for a superhero show, and I guess it's part of the thing they've been doing with this show. There's not a lot of superhero-y things in it. I mean, 
Yeah. They didn't. They did not break the bank budget wise with this. Like mm-hmm. when Jessica flies, you see her leap, and then that's right. like you don't see her flying through the air really. I think they've done maybe one shot where you actually see her jump from something and then land. Right. I think they did one shot with that, and they do a couple of like wire work shots where guys fly backwards and and break through things. But there has not been a lot of that. This was like the first real. This was very different from Daredevil. And yeah. Daredevil had crazy fights every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was nothing in this season that kind of rivaled what they did in Daredevil. But this is a different show. Uh, this wasn't about fights and cool fight choreography and stuff. Uh, so it was it was a treat to get to see that Luke and Jessica fight. And it's because yeah. it's like the two heroes. Mm-hmm. I guess Jessica is maybe more of an anti-hero. I don't even know if she's really an anti-hero. That, that can be some things... We discuss on the next episode. I, I feel like it, at times she is, but she's like, a reluctant hero. Yeah, like at, <laughs> like at times underneath, I feel like she's more a decent person than anti-hero. Like anti-hero are people that are general generally like not the best human beings, but they do good things mm-hmm. uh, from time to time if the situation suits them. I feel like she's always trying to do the right thing. Yeah, um, and I feel like her character the. The one that everybody interacts with, like that's like her shell. Yeah. And that's just that's keeping her safe. Yeah. She's been through so much. This is the wall she puts up. Yeah, for me she is a hero. Like I said, uh when we saw that first episode when she at the end when she walks out and she walks back in to go to Hope after she killed her parents, for me that made her a hero. That she didn't give up and leave. I know she this came is... back. So I know yeah. this is the second time. I've made this analogy, but it's also I like her the this for the same reason I like House on House. <laughs> like I I'd like Jessica okay fine if she was just a uh, a reluctant hero who happens mm-hmm. to also be a dick to people and drinks a lot right. and doesn't have a problem like, you know, doesn't need to be f- fit into the the mold of, of girl superhero. She's just a person. It does not matter what her gender mm-hmm. is. Like, I like all of that, but I like it better that she's a little more complex than that. Just like how house was very similar, but through like seven seasons of that show, you also learned that a lot of it was him just putting up walls. Like he maybe wasn't right. He's always maybe been a little surly, but he's not the person that he is now. Like, and underneath he's obviously a good person, who wants to do good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, so I, I like that. I like that about her. She's a, uh, she's really super relatable. Yeah. Um, cause who, who hasn't put up a shell, who hasn't put up yeah. a wall, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the face that you maybe want people to see, or maybe the face that you want people to see when you want them to leave you alone, uh, that sort of thing. So yeah, she's like a super relatable character. Yeah. Uh, I like her a lot. It's, it's it's tough because I want to constantly put this up against Daredevil, and I feel like despite them feeling very similar in some ways, I, they're like two way different shows. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, way different shows. Yeah. I, I still haven't decided if I like this as much as I like Daredevil. Uh, yeah, I think by the time I was about midway through Daredevil, I knew exactly how I felt about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I like this show, but I'm still struggling with how much I like it, which I guess is a good problem to have. Yeah. Right. That's like when we were arguing about what level of good the Star Wars movie was. <laughs> like, that's a good problem to have after years yes. of talking about like, well, how bad's the next one going to be? It was actually kind of refreshing to be able to talk about a Star Wars movie and be like, 
well, what level of good was it really? Was it great? Was it really good? Was it just good? But there was no talk about, like, how horrible it was. Um, Which is so nice, by the way. Yeah, it's awesome to have so many superhero shows, right? Oh, my goodness, yeah. (laughs) Um, So eventually you guys are going to try to talk about, uh, are you guys going to, you and Jacqueline and Jillian going to try to get together and talk about the what they've given us on Supergirl so far is has that happened yet or I think they mentioned something about wanting to do a kind of a mid-season retrospective but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know when the show is coming back I'm guessing fairly soon so I think it, yeah it's fairly soon I think we're gonna do like a recap before we start again of of what happened so far are you mm-hmm. still are you still maintaining your cautious optimism um because I, I know I, that, I know they I, introduced some cool side characters, and I know there's more yeah. of them coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's, I, I've warmed up to it. Oh, okay. I've, I've accepted it. Um, I was very, diff- I, I was, <laughs> I had some issues with it, but now I, I feel like I've, I've accepted it. So you know what? Uh, I don't know if you guys. I mean, maybe you guys will be able to do like a mid-season, but I don't think you really have to. The first episode of the, the second half of the season is next week. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you really have to do a, a mid-season because the show's coming back so quickly. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, they've got uh, – uh, they introduced Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hear that they're going to be introducing Bizarro, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's some other ones, I think. Uh, uh, some white aliens or something along those lines that I don't remember the name of. They might just be white aliens. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, or White Martians, the White Martians. I don't know if they have a name or not, but uh, something along those lines. I wish I was yeah. more well-versed in Superman lore, but I am not. Um, <laughs> uh, but I do know Bizarro, and I do know Martian Manhunter. So that's yeah. cool that they got those guys for the show. I thought, yeah. for sure, those would be like movie property villains or whatever. But No, I was very surprised when Martian Manhunter appeared. So. Uh, so right now there are people with steam coming out of their ears. Quit talking about DC. This is Marvel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For the DC shows, we have three separate podcasts for DC and only one for Marvel. So you can take that how you want. I I, I mentioned it in the Supergirl podcast that one of the reasons why I was so resistant to Supergirl was because Jessica Jones. Ah, yeah. I I, I was seeing Jessica Jones and I I was comparing it to Supergirl. And I think that was my um, issue. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, which I can't do because they're totally different superheroes. I've only so. seen I, I've only seen the tail end of the pilot episode of Supergirl. That is all I've watched mm-hmm. was like the tail end of it. And yeah, these shows are very different. Very <laughs> different. Now. Very different. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's. I'll pull it back onto the Marvel rail tracks mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, before we go, how great did Benedict Cumberbatch look? I, I take it you've seen the picture of him. Oh my gosh, Doctor yes. Strange! Holy moly! Like I was, I was very surprised at how it's not the exact costume he has in the <laughs> books, but it's really close. It's I mean, to be honest, Benedict—he never—he never looks bad. <laughs> Yeah. But they put like the, the they put the gray streaks in his yeah. hair and everything, he looks and I'm like, in every character he does, every character he does, he looks amazing. So uh, they yes. and they just confirmed today that Mads Mikkelsen is going to be the villain villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor is going to be like the kind of mini villain. He's going to play, uh, I think, Baron Mordor. Mo- Mo- not Mordor. I keep saying Mordor. Um, <laughs> it's not Mordor. Um, somebody's going to correct me in an email. Uh, but he's playing like the mini villain. 
and I think they're saying Mads Mikkelsen is going to play this villain called Dormammu, which is a mm-hmm. from another dimension and stuff. Um, but yeah, he looks great. And uh, I believe if you look closely at that picture of him, he is wearing a necklace, which appears to have what I'm guessing is the soul gem uh, in it, one of the Infinity Stones. So uh, I'm super excited to see that movie. Yes. I'm actually more excited to see that movie than I am the Civil War movie. And I'm pretty excited to see that, but I'm way more and and I'm a I'm a Cumber bro. I'm a big yeah. fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. And I will watch <laughs> anything that he is in. I'm super excited for the Sherlock uh, yes. Christmas special, even though it appears it'll have absolutely nothing to do with the television shows they've been making up oh. until this point, which yeah. is weird. Uh, but I don't I, care. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be amazing in anyway. Yes, because it's it's those two guys and they're awesome. So yeah. it'll be great. Um, all right, so just uh, Jessica Jones is is near an end, but uh, not before we finish off one more episode. No, we didn't hear how. What's your score? Oh my god, I didn't. Uh, did I do a score for this? I thought I did. No. Oh my goodness, I apologize. <laughs> uh, you gave this a four and a half. Uh, I gave yes. this one. I gave this one a four and a quarter. All right. So I was like right behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely picked up in the in those last twenty minutes for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, because somebody would have been like, "Why didn't you score it? Did you hate it that much?" No, <laughs> I didn't. I like this episode. Um, okay, so the show is it's it's near an end, but uh, not before we tackle one more episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Aurora and I will be able to do this episode, who knows? But when we do it, there will be a lot more people with us as well, and yeah. we won't just be talking about the episode. Uh, we'll be talking about the series as a whole. And mm-hmm. uh, what we thought of it and where it exists in the pantheon of, of MCU movies and television properties. Uh, they keep knocking it out of the park. They can just keep making these things forever. Uh, yeah. As long as the quality is, is this good. Yes. I'm in. So, all right. Uh, for Aurora, Bubba Lou, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back soonish. I want to <laughs> say, uh, to finish up Jessica Jones, Season 1, Episode 13, a.k.a. Smile. Smile.